Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Zach is our uh, producer today. Um, we are hopeful of uh, getting Cade Curlin from Gator Baseball. Hopefully he will call here momentarily. If not, we're going to be talking, I hope, with former Georgia quarterback D.J. Shockley to talk about the Florida-Georgia game from the Georgia perspective. And uh, Gator grad Trevor Sycama will be here talking some NFL from Pro Football Focus. Later in the week, uh, tomorrow, Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus is going to be here. Urban Meyer will be here tomorrow uh, to talk about this game and this rivalry. Um, so we got a lot of good guests uh, coming up as we go along here. In the meantime, uh, we will take your questions, calls, and comments, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Charles wanted to know if any of the coaches had ever asked advice uh, from Coach Purrier. Sure. Um, but, you know, Coach has always been generous with that. But, you know, he if he's asked, he helps. Um Patrick says, if both UF and Georgia play their best, who wins? Georgia wins. I think their roster uh, is better. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to try to get Cade here. Okay, I think we're going to have him coming up here, Zach, momentarily. Um, is Are the phones okay? Okay. So let's hope so, because apparently they tried to call and they said the phone hung up automatically for some reason so he's going to try now um patrick says uh who do you have to win the nba out of boston milwaukee and denver um it's hard to repeat um so i would probably i mean i mean milwaukee got a heck of a when you get uh lillard that helps i'm going with milwaukee sorry zach uh he's a big celtics guy um Jonesy says, I heard a great question this morning. Who would you take, Kelsey or Tyreek Hill, if you had a choice? He would take Kelsey because he seems to be more in the flow of the game and not just big plays. I think part of it is what you do as an offense, right? Um, look, we all know what happens um, with what Kelsey – look at the big game Kelsey had the other day, right? But we all know the explosiveness of Tyreek Hill, and that's the great thing about Andy Reid. You know, he really utilizes, you know, who he has. But I think it's just just a matter of, uh, you know, trying to figure out what your game plan is. Um, all right. Uh, let's hope we get some calls here. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Um, lots to do when it comes to Florida and Georgia, and we have lots of good guests um, coming up this week as well. Um, okay, yeah, okay, we got Cade now, good. Okay. Um, Gators in baseball have their annual get-together with Georgia over in Jacksonville. And, of course, a new season, a new team, but uh, a guy was on last year's team returns. He is joining us now live, Cade Curlin. Cade, man, what's up? How are you? Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for doing this, Cade. Um, yeah. First of all, you had a chance to look back on 
you know, the accomplishments of last year, what the team did, what you did as well individually. Uh, what were your thoughts when it came to that? Um, for me, I mean, it's just, uh, it was surreal. Um, it's hard to put it any way other than that. You know, I mean, coming in as a freshman, um, you know, I really had no idea what to expect, you know, and to just have that much success individually and as a team, um, like foremost, it, it's just, it was just unreal. And, um, you know, the fact, the fact that we came one game short, it, <laughs> yeah, it stings a little bit. But, I mean, on the other hand, making it that far is awesome. So, You know, I, I've often wondered when a freshman comes in, a uh, new environment, you know, getting used to a new team, et cetera, was there a moment, Kay, maybe in fall ball, wherever, where you thought, I can do this, you know, I, I belong here? Yeah, well, I think it was actually the first day of practice. Um, I mean, some of the guys just say, we'll still joke about it. Uh, I, was, I was facing Hurston Waldrop and um, my, my first at bat. And I think it was like my second pitch in, and I took him deep opposite field. And um, again, I was kind of like, oh my God, am I really doing this? <laughs> and then I think, but that, um, that definitely gave me some confidence to, to keep on going there. So I think that was that moment. Um, now you have a new group, uh, and you're now a veteran here. Uh, what's the camaraderie been like? What's the vibe like so far in fall ball? Yeah, no doubt. I think we we did. I think we had like 11 or 12 returners, something like that. Um, you know, we had I think 16 incoming freshmen, um, and it was just a matter of the, the returners really stepping up and becoming leaders. You know, um, I mean, there's a there's a bunch of them. Ty, Ty Evans, uh, Jack, uh, Neely. And then us sophomores uh, with, like, Luke Heyman, uh, Kate Fisher, and myself, you know. And that's just uh, a matter of us stepping up and kind of including everybody, including all the freshmen and everything day-to-day, setting an example and and just kind of being vocal leaders. It's funny to me because, like, when you were a freshman – People were kind of showing you around, and now you're one of the guys, you know, showing the freshmen around. Kind of a role reversal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, quick turnaround. <laughs> no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. Um, first of all, you get to play Georgia, and I get to play somebody else. That's always kind of fun, even though it's an exhibition. You still get to play somebody else, and you get to play Georgia. That's kind of a cool thing, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt, especially in Jacksonville, because they always have a pretty good showing, um, especially the fall game, considering the football game the next day. And um, I know the squad's looking good. So it's going to be a fun way to um, get back out on the field. Uh, without getting too specific, Cade, um, you know, when, when fans can come out to practice, by the way, practices are open. You can go out and watch whenever you want. But um, some of the new faces, you've gotten to face some of the new arms. Are you impressed with some of the young pitchers coming into the program now? Uh, yeah. Um, there, we, I mean, we have a bunch of guys um, that have some real stuff that are going to have a, a real chance to contribute. The other thing – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, yeah, I'm very excited about that because I think a, a, a few of them are going to play a big role this year. Outside of getting, you know, to the to Omaha and the College World Series, what was the best part of last year for you? Um, honestly, I would say it's probably the camaraderie with your teammates. Um, I mean, it's nothing I've ever experienced before, and um, it, I've just created memories that will last forever. I still talk to many of the players that left. Every single day, uh, I got to ask, who do you like? Uh, Texas uh, gets to the World Series. Who do you like to uh, go for the National League, or do you care? Uh, I, I got to go. I got. I got to go with the Rangers. Okay, uh, because 
Wyatt Langford. <laughs> I, I was I was wondering if you were going to say that because that's what I would have said too. Uh, and yeah, obviously, and Bruce Bochy's a heck of a manager there too. Um, last question for you: What was the biggest adjustment you had to make from high school ball to playing at the college level so quickly? What was the biggest adjustment or adjustments that you had to make? Uh, I said first, probably it's just a matter of slowing down because at the college level, everything's just so sped up. Uh, you're kind of under a microscope. And of course, guys are much faster and stronger and all that. So it's just a matter of kind of like taking a second to like take a step back and slow your heartbeat down and um, really just kind of remain in control of the things that you can't control. Um, I'd say that was uh, a, ma- a major one. And then um, another big one, especially with playing uh, 60, 70, whatever games last year, that's a lot of games and it's nothing I've, I've, it's more than I've ever played before. And um, I, I'd say that really, like, trusting yourself day in and day out is a, is a huge component to having success. Yeah, because well. it's a lot more games in high school, that's for sure. Kate, always appreciate yes. you doing this, man. Thank you. And uh, have fun over in Jacksonville against Georgia, and uh, we'll talk. Thanks for your time, bud. Yeah, thanks for having me, Steve. You got it. You got it, Kate. Kate Curlin, good kid. Uh, and a heck of a player, too, helping the Gators out last year. He'll be, should be a big force this year as well. 1214, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. Tonight, a spot in the World Series is on the line as the Philadelphia Phillies take on the Arizona Diamondbacks for Game 7 of the National League Championship Series. Despite Monday night's loss, the Phillies have gone 28-12 and in home playoff games since moving to Citizens Bank Park in 2004. Live coverage of the game will start here at 7.30. Gator gymnast Kayla DiCello of the U.S. won Pan American Games gold last night in Santiago, Chile. DiCello is now the first U.S. Pan Am Games all-around gold medalist since 2011. In Gator sports, the women's golf team is in action at the moment as they compete in the alley in Mississippi and will continue into tomorrow. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Your home is 
full of potential and small changes can make a huge difference. So make your list, pick your designs, and when you're ready to make that potential come to life, rely on Radiant Credit Union to help you get there. A home equity line of credit from Radiant can give you the funds for a home refresh, upgrade to your appliances, or whatever you want to do. Plus, Radiant's special intro rate makes it even more affordable. Visit RadiantCU.org slash potential to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a face with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Attention Florida drivers, October is National Pedestrian Safety Month, and we want to remind you that staying safe is a shared responsibility between you and pedestrians. Last year in Florida, there were over 10,000 pedestrian-related crashes. As a driver, be extra cautious and look out for pedestrians at all times. Slow down and yield to pedestrians in crosswalks. Failure to yield can result in a fine and three points on your license. Remember, safety starts with you. This message is brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor vehicles. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Eaters. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It is Florida Georgia week. Call us up. I think I think some fans are scared's the wrong word. Um, they don't really want to. I mean, as the week goes on, trust me, it'll get better. It'll kick in. Fandom will. BB says, "I don't gamble, so does it, it doesn't really affect me." But I heard a sportscaster yesterday correctly. Our Gators are a fourteen-point underdog. That seems high. What do you think? Um, I would think it's a little bit high, too, but it has, it's come down. It was higher than that at one point. Uh, and it's, it was a little surreal watching two former Alabama quarterbacks playing each other for the first time in the Eagles-Dolphins game. Super glad it worked out so well for both. Um, let's see. Mark, I, I'll read your email. Um, I don't really want to go down this path because, normally speaking, I do not do politics on this show. Um it, it does happen once in a while, he says. His intent isn't, isn't to make this a political debate. But back in 2020, after the death of George Floyd, we saw the NCAA, pro sports, individual sports teams and players at all levels, both collegiate and pro, take a very hard stand against racism. We saw shirts, jerseys, stickers, helmets, etc., all standing up against hate. Fast forward to present day, we have 10 American civilian hostages being held by a terrorist group and many more Americans dead in the optics and sports just don't seem the same as they were in 2020. Last I checked, regardless of skin color, we're all Americans. I think the difference here is this does not involve the United States in terms of direct involvement, right? This is Hamas. This is Israel. Um, so the, the, unfortunately, some U.S. citizens are involved in this, but it's not something where... And there was a direct attack on 
America or something like that, I think, Mark, would be the only difference I can see. Um, Jeff says, it was Southern Cal that was beaten twice by Utah. I thought it was Oregon. Okay, thank you. Uh, also, the Gators by Wilbur Marshall beat Southern Cal. Yeah, and then they, they tied uh, later on. I thought that was the game Coach Spurrier was referring to, Jeff. So, um, But you're right on both counts, so thank you for that. Um, that was Wilbur's coming out party here um, in 82. Uh, that that just se- I mean it, I was gonna say it seems so long ago because it is, it's 40 years ago, and I can remember seeing that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things where you go back in history, um, because Southern Cal last year. Um, no, I but didn't Southern Cal beat? Uh, okay, I, I'm getting I'm getting confused myself. Anyway, thank you for that. Uh, but I can't remember the exact question I was asked during the uh, inside the huddle. Um, but Southern Cal was beaten twice by Utah, rather than Oregon. So thank you for that. Um, all right, three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf dot com. Don't forget tonight uh, we've got Phils and the D backs. The winner goes to the World Series to play Texas. We have it live for you at 7.30. And then uh, our next broadcast will be Gator Soccer. When they take on South Carolina, that'll be at uh, 5.45 on Thursday. Bill emails. Got a good email here. He says, I think Gator fans are quietly confident they can win this game. Not convinced, mind you, but quietly confident. Would you agree with that statement? Um Instead of confident, I would say quietly hopeful. I don't know how confident that is, but I think quietly hopeful, yes, I think that. Uh, Bernard is next. Hi, Bernard. Hey, Steve, I was listening yesterday to several things. Number one, I got to watch some other game, that uh, Ohio State-Penn State game. That thing was a slobber knocker, those two defenses. They really went after each other. That, that you know, that I know the, the, the thing now is high scoring, but it was good to see an old slug fast. See, the other thing is uh, somebody mentioned about uh, L.J. McCray. We got him, and that's a big pickup, and I know that does a lot for the mentality of our Gator fans, but I also think that you you talk about talent acquisition. High school recruiting is one way in the portal. Even with that, we've seen this team play, and I'm sure they're working on it. We need to still be very aggressive in the portal to bring some players in that have been out of high school three, four years that can fill in some slots and make a immediate difference and, and you know we, we got holes that need to be plugged and I, I think that maybe high school players unless they're exceptional may be a year or two away and, and lastly this game coming up speed see when Georgia gets to the stadium they get off the bus they bring a whole different level of physicality to the spec to the game uh, you know, Florida, we're going to have to have the big boy pants on this Saturday, and hopefully guys will want to be physical and want to tackle because this Georgia program, they will definitely catch your manhood. Hopefully we can fill some gaps and, and with some linebackers and, okay. and, and don't get gassed. You have a great All day. All right, Bernard, okay? thank you for your call. Larry, welcome to the show. 
Hey, morning, Steve. Hey. Uh, in regards to one of your emailers, sir, didn't the Eagles last night in the game put an American flag cover 10 seats in regards to the 10 hostages? I don't know. That was the game Sunday. Um, I don't Sunday, I, yes, sir. I don't know. I did not see the beginning of the game. I don't know. Yes, sir. I didn't. I heard it talked about. I didn't see it either, but I was one. Yeah, I was just curious who did it. Yeah. I mean, maybe somebody can uh, call and let us know. Um, and, and again, oh, I think. God. People aren't doing stuff. Okay. Sports. I, I got you. All right, Larry. Thank hey. you. Uh, Levon, hello. Hey, Steve, how you doing, man? Good, sir. Good, good. I want to go back to a point you made, Steve, and I think it's, it was a good uh, critical point you made there after the game with uh, South Carolina, the football game. Uh, you made a point. You said that Graham Mertz is, uh, has been well-developed, and I think a lot of Gator fans missed that. Uh, I think that was a great point. I think where he was with Wisconsin versus where he is now, it proves the coaching and the development he's getting at the University of Florida. I see him as being a, a good quarterback. That's going to be a great quarterback. His percentages are pretty good, and we can look for him to be, you know, uh, more, even more better as he get the better coaching and, and more development. I just want to touch on that point you made. Uh, I appreciate that. And and look, I, I, let's not use Florida, you know, anywhere. Um, it doesn't mean the coaching at Wisconsin was necessarily bad. Systems are different. You know, what you're asked to do as a quarterback is different. But I'm, I'm a believer in my eyes. Uh, and, and, I, and the numbers speak for themselves, certainly. But they put him in positions to succeed. Is he a, is he a slinger? Is he a you know, downfield bomber? No. But he's terrific in the system he's put in, and now they've aired it out a little bit more. So, again, I, 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 I will say again, I think that's development. I think that's putting him in positions for him to succeed. I think that's what you've got to do at any level. Absolutely, Steve. I, I agree with you 100%. And uh, Gator fans, let's be patient with this coach. I think Coach Napier is the guy. I think he's doing a great job. He just needs more patience. Let, let's get behind him and, and, and let's go. Okay. Go Thanks, Levon. Appreciate your call. 1227 Tie Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Hope to be talking next to former Georgia quarterback DJ Shockley about Florida, Georgia, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 981 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, Advanced Regenerative Medicine. Amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem, using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages 
352-400-4550 QC Kinetics Seasons change and with that comes the perfect time to buy a bass boat and make memories with family and friends The weather's great for fishing and boating inshore and offshore Polaris of Gainesville is your bass boating headquarters with a huge selection of boats Save like never before on new Ranger or Nitro fiberglass bass boats powered by ultimate and reliable Mercury outboard engines Get $10,000 off You heard that right $10,000 off and a two thousand dollar gift card along with a premium cover all three with no hassle no haggle pricing ranger bass boats are the pinnacle of perfection the highest standards and quality powered by the ultimate reliable mercury outboard engine the nitro fiberglass fishing boats are also powered by mercury marine represent quality and value and offering a value-packed boat that brings back the good old days of being out on the water polaris of gainesville has the number one selling aluminum pro team 175 txw with a two thousand dollar inflation buster discount stop in today Polaris of Gainesville, US 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. Time for your UF bookstore break, right here on Sports Scene with me, Steve Russell. Give me a break. Give me a break. Log on to WRUF.com and sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF bookstore in the Wright Union. Just our way of gearing you up and saying thank you, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Dry weather continues into the afternoon with very warm but very average high temperatures in the 80s. It will stay breezy through this evening with not much else going on. Tonight will be another cool one in the 60s. Your Wednesday morning will be partly cloudy and cool, then warm and breezy in the afternoon with highs in the 80s. From UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. This is the swap. Snap back, looking left. Throws. Intercepted to Florida. Florida gets the stop. It's the Florida-Georgia game on Saturday, October 28th. 15-10 to the house. Touchdown, Gators. Kickoff is set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, with pregame coverage beginning at 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. No matter the year, no matter the outcome, Florida-Georgia, always a big game uh, in late October. And here's a guy who has played in it as a Georgia quarterback. He's part of the Georgia Football Network, also a television sports anchor. We bring in DJ Shockley of the program. DJ, how are you, man? Thanks for doing this. Uh, my pleasure. I appreciate you guys having me on. But the one thing you guys got wrong already for you started Uh-oh. the interview. Okay. This is the Georgia Florida game. What are we talking about? Here? I heard Florida Georgia and it kind of hurt my ear. There. What are we doing? 
<laughs> okay, I, I hear you. I hear you, big man. I hear you. Um, let, let's start with a, with a downer and get this out of the way. Um, from an X's and O's standpoint, I mean, Brock Bowers is obviously a big loss, but what do you think, does it, does it change anything Georgia does or will do, J, DJ, offensively? You know, I, I don't think they want to change who they are and – the ways that they go about being successful on offense. But when you have a dude like 19, he is different. And, you know, being a, being around his team the last couple of years and watching the way they operate with Rock Bowers as opposed to without having him, there is a clear difference when he's on the field. And when you have these good players, as we know, every team has them, you find ways to give them the football. And Rock Bowers is lined up in the backfield. He's played Wildcat. Uh, they, you know, hand the ball to him on jet sweeps. So, there is significant, you know, effort to get them the football every single week, and it will be a little bit of difference. But now you've had, you know, a little time, you know, from the bye week to kind of implement some new stuff and, you know, maybe give yourself an opportunity to have other guys step up and make plays where now you're not coming in and saying, okay, these six, seven plays are for Brock. Now you have an opportunity to say, all right, who else can make some other plays around him? And I think that's what Georgia is now is, yeah, he's a big part of their offense. He's a big part of what they do. But they do have some other skilled players on the outside that can make some plays for you. Uh, you know, Georgia's had to handle uh, the mantle of being number one, DJ, for a long time. That's certainly not a bad thing. But overall, how has that been handled by this particular team? You know, that's a, that's a good question because I think every year Kirby has had to battle with that, especially after winning two natties. Uh, the last two years have always been different. You know, going into the last year's season, everybody, Kirby had the mantra of, okay, you got 15 guys go to the NFL. What are you guys going to do? You guys haven't done it yet. And now you come into this season after winning last year, and a lot of these guys played last year. So he's fighting with these guys trying to be complacent in a moment, saying, hey, we played, we've done it, we know what it's like to be in those big games. And I think he has done a really good job of, you know, kind of, just making it one game at a time. And uh, the number one thing I hear Kirby talk about every single week when I talk to him is humility is always one week away. And we sit around college football with a lot of different teams, and he never wants to overlook one particular team because guess what? As soon as you get knocked off that pedestal, guess what? You're back down and, and, and everybody's talking about where you are. So I think the humility part of it is something he stresses every single week with his team. And being around him, he doesn't allow them to think about anything else. Even the outside noise, even people patting him on the back, and he just keeps going back to, you know, if you start listening to the outside noise, that's when you don't do the things you need to to focus on winning ball games in the now. Uh, from a quarterback's eyes, DJ, I, I, I look at, I want to see what you think of the development of Carson Beck, because they don't, if you take Bowers out, I'm not, I'm not demeaning Georgia's receivers, but they aren't you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, that type. But what have you seen in Beck's development? You know, I think the biggest thing is just his confidence. He has grown from week one when he first got his start to having to go on the road against Auburn and, you know, playing in a hostile environment, being down 10 and having to, you know, bring his team up out of it. Uh, he didn't, you know, play particularly well, he felt, against Vanderbilt before the bye week. He just didn't feel like everything was – you know, on par, and he was seeing things well. But I think confidently he has grown to be the quarterback Georgia needs him to, to be. He's taking care of the football. He hasn't done, you know, the, the stupid mistakes of throwing it in the coverage and forcing the football. Now, he's missed a couple guys on some deep shots here and there and hasn't been as efficient as he wants to 
when it comes to the deep shots, but he's also hit a bunch of them too. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is just his confidence and poise in those moments where, you know, this season there's been some moments where he's had to go on a big drive or he had to complete a big third down throw, and he's done that. So he's grown within this offense, I think, tremendously. And to be honest, they ask a lot of them at the line of scrimmage. They ask a lot of them pre-snap to get them out of certain calls and get them into certain checks and, you know, run games checks. And, you know, being able to do that kind of stuff is what they're asking him to do. So he's not just a – you know, prototypical, all right, this is your first-year starter. Let's not put a lot on him. They put a lot on his shoulders to, to be that guy and, and get him into to good situations. And Carson has definitely grown. DJ Shockley, our guest, uh, television sports anchor, uh, also part of the Georgia Football Network. Uh, you turn on an NFL game on Sunday, DJ, you see a lot of Georgia dudes that play defense now in the NFL. Look at this defense now. What do you see with this group defensively? Yeah, there's they're still tons of talent, man. I, I tell you, it's a reason why Kirby's done so good in his staff of recruiting the last few years because they just keep rolling, man. I think he's kind of got into that mode of what Alabama did, you know, years back when Saban just continued to roll them out after putting 25 guys in the lead the last two years. This defense still is as talented as ever. I mean, Michael Williams on the outside, pass rush, he's only a sophomore. He's probably going to be a a top 15 pick when he comes out because of his size, athleticism. Malachi starts on the back end as another guy who uh, is only a sophomore but has played tons of football for the dogs. He's going to be a, a, high rec- a high draft pick when he comes out. Even Javon Bullard and Taki Smith, uh, a guy who both of those guys have played the star position, kind of the nickel guy, but they've been really productive. Taki Smith's got four interceptions on the season this year. His ball skills, his ability to cover guys out of the slot, it's pretty fun to watch. Smile Munden and, and Jamon Dewis Johnson, the two inside linebackers, are fun to watch. Both of them are really athletic. In the last couple of years, I mean, you, you look at the, the the kind of linebackers they put out, and the Kobe Dean, who's now with Philly, he's been their kind of understudy the last two years. So there's still tons of talent uh, on this team. Kamari Lasser, another guy I forgot about on the back end, who's been a, a stalemated corner. Nobody really throws at him much. Uh, this season because of his ability. So there's still tons of talent on this defense side of the ball. And when it comes to, you know, next level draft picks, they're going to have similar numbers when it comes out in the next few years. Last two questions. Um, Todd Munkin leaves for the Baltimore Ravens. Mike Bobo comes in as the offensive coordinator. And it was a bit of a slow start. Some, some fans were critical. As you look at the Georgia offense now and the job that Bobo has done, are there differences, DJ, in what Bobo does, play calling in terms of what Munkin did? Yeah, I think there's a little wrinkles here and there, but I think for the most part it's been what they've done the last couple of years because that's one thing that Kevin Smart wanted to make sure was still intact because they had so many returning guys on the offense side of the ball. They didn't want to change it up too much. Now, Bobo has had different stints at different places, and he's brought a couple of wrinkles uh, but I think the great thing about it was Bobo was on the staff last year in a kind of an offensive assistant role, so he was able to see how Munkin ran things. He was able to see how you know certain things were set up during the week when it comes to, to getting your game plan together. And I thought coming into this season, he did similar things, but there's also been a lot of wrinkles inside this offense as well. But you also give Bobo a lot of credit because coming to this season – Georgia's always had a team that loves to run the rock, and they haven't been as dominant in the run game as they've been in the past. They had a guy go down in Branson Robinson, who's going to be a big part of their run game. He was gone for the year. Kendall Milton was kind of banged up early in the season. Dejon Edwards, who's now the uh, 
kind of bell cow for him now. He missed the first two or three games of the year. So this run game is just starting to get back to where it needs to be, and it's starting to get all those guys back healthy. But he's had to rely on the pass game. He's had to rely on situational stuff to get Carson Beck comfortable in the ball game where they become more of a pass-heavy team. But at the end of the day, I know Kirby Smart still wants to be able to, if I need to run the rock and get in the eye formation and do it, they want to do it. So they still have some kind of balance. But I think Bubba's done a good job taking over from Munkin uh, this season of trying to adapt to what he has around him. Okay, I'm going to end with this, TJ. But sometimes when you sit here in Gainesville, you, you get things from the Gator <clears throat> Gator perspective. But the Athens perspective now, you've played in this rivalry, you've played in this game. Is Florida still Georgia's biggest rivalry? Is this still the big game of the year for Georgia? That's a good question, man. I, I, I t- To be honest, as a former player and a guy who has played in a bunch of these rivalries, it's tough to say which one is the biggest because you look at Georgia Tech, who's right down the road, and you, you still got to fight for, you know, bragging rights inside your state. And then there's Auburn, who's, you know, an hour down the road, and you're fighting for recruits as well with Auburn. But then this one has the, you know, neutral game. It's split right down the middle. I've known so many Florida guys over my years. I still go back and forth with Rand Carthon, who I played against, who's, you know, the GM for the Titans, and we still talk about these matchups. It's hard to say this is not the one because it's the one that you look at on the schedule. You say, man, this one means a lot because usually this one, the team that wins usually ends up going to Atlanta for the SC Championship. So it, it, it sometimes means a lot more. So I think it's definitely one of the biggest robberies, but it's hard to say if it's, you know, the robbery, but it's definitely uh, in the top two for sure. All right, we're going to see what happens when Florida faces Georgia and Georgia faces Florida. So. There you go. There we go. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, DJ. Appreciate you doing this too, man. Thank you. All right, bro. You got it, man. You My got pleasure. It. Thank you, DJ. DJ Shockley uh, joining us here uh, on Sports Scene. Uh, the next hour, Gator grad Trevor Sycama is going to join us from Pro Football Focus. He will talk a little National Football League. Hopefully tomorrow, Urban Meyer will be here to talk about this rivalry and uh, some of the games uh, around college football, especially out where he does his stuff out in the Pac-12. Uh, and then the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, scheduled to be here later in the week. So we've got some good guests lined up for you. But, of course, we want to hear from you as well. 1243 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. Last night, the Arizona Diamondbacks won 5-1 to force a winner-take-all Game 7 against the Phillies tonight. The Bats will have to awaken for the Phillies if they expect to advance to a second straight World Series and avenge their loss in the last one. Live coverage of the game will start here at 7.30. In Gator Sports, the volleyball team will return to the court tomorrow as they travel to Oxford to face Ole Miss. Florida will be looking to extend their win streak to two. And after another thrilling offseason, the NBA is finally back tonight with the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the reigning NBA champion Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns will go up against the Golden State Warriors. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Friends, there are lots of great charities in the United States, lots of great charities in the state of Florida. One of my favorites is right here in Florida, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch located in Palatka. 
They do tremendous work. They help at-risk young boys from difficult home environments get their lives back together, and they do it with your help. With your donation, a tax-free donation, by the way, of an unused vehicle of just about any kind. They'll take it off your hands gladly because the kids fix the vehicles and then resell them. This is how they learn real-life skills, and it helps a really great cause. Again, this donation is tax-deductible, and I'm talking a car, a motorcycle, an RV, a boat, just about any kind of vehicle. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch will take it off of your hands. To find out more, go to rbr.org or Google Boys Ranch Palatka. Here's the kickoff, and this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Kef, and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Steel gives you more than just reliable landscaping tools. Steel gives you battery-powered equipment trusted by the pros. From mowers and blowers to chainsaws and trimmers, take on your outdoor space with the name Pros Trust. Right now, save $20 on the BGA57 battery blower set, including the AK20 battery and AL101 battery charger. Real Steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Available for a limited time at participating dealers while supplies last. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF Alumni Association members and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgates. Sponsored by Benefit Hub. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall, directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk, live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and drinks for purchase from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more and become a member today at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of Or Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. And medication can help. Now, Trexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking. So you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started Or Health to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text SOBER to 323232 to get a secure link to Or Health's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment. And if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your door. No doctor's office visits required. Tax the word sober to 323232 to get started today. That's sober to 323232. No radio access? Don't worry. We have you covered. Listen to Gators play-by-play anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. By the way, as you call in today, give us your thoughts on this whole sign-stealing thing uh, going on at Michigan. 
there are some people, and ESPN has a great column on ESPN.com where they surveyed some coaches, and it really runs the gamut. Because I think, I guess the best way to put this is, since day one, people, coaches, players, administrators have tried to find ways to beat the other team. Some ways were legal. Some ways weren't. Some are very gray areas. This seems to me to be a gray area, but if you have a thought about it, we'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, we'll speak with Mike. Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. How are you doing? All right. Yeah, as a Buckeye fan, they need to give the Wolverines a death penalty. <laughs> yep. I hear you. I'm gonna give a shout out. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna give a shout out to the Texas Rangers and especially Bruce Bochy. I'm gonna date myself, but I played high school baseball against him way, way back in the day. And for guys like you and me, I also played with him with something called American Legion, which I don't think has been uh going on for about the past fifteen, twenty years. Yeah, Legion Ball, sure. Yeah, you know, uh, Bruce was all, Bruce was a catcher, what seems to be like a lot of the great managers were, but he was very, very analytical when he played. Well, I mean, obviously the Rangers, and I said this, I thought they would be a playoff team, not be in the World Series, because of him. Because I think he is, if he's not the best manager in baseball now, he's certainly right there. And he's also won championships before with other teams as a manager. So uh, that I mean, what he's done speaks for itself. Yeah, I was going to say, he won, what, two or three World Series in San Francisco? And if he wins... Another World Series with Texas. You've got to give him some consideration for Hall of Fame, don't you? Oh, I think he's. I think he's in it now. He 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 won three, I think, with the Giants, and I think they were in even years. I want to say like 2010, 2012, 2014, something like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, if he wins four World Championships, that's that's pretty good. And speaking of the, you know, the sign-stealing thing, like you said, this has been going on forever in all sports. In fact, you can probably relate to this. Back in the, like in the 40s and the 50s, Major League Baseball teams, would, they really would keep a 25th guy on the roster who is really not very good, but they would keep him just because he could steal the other team's signs. Yeah. And look, it's a little bit different in baseball, although we saw what happened with the Astros. And I don't, I'm not saying the Michigan thing equates to what the Astros did, but it doesn't shock me that this was done because, as I said, programs, coaches look for any kind of edge they can get. I will tell you this. As somebody who coached high school football, uh, I was sent to the varsity's next week opponent to scout them. And I sat in the stands with a pad, and you know, I write down formations. Uh, I didn't try to steal signals then. But I mean that that's that's been done forever. It, it just I think it just depends on which side of the fence you sit here, because to think that I think the difference for some is if I'm in the stands and I do it, that's one thing. If I video it, that maybe takes you to a different level. And you know, like I said, uh, you know, I don't really wish Michigan any good luck, but, you know, I think the NCAA might take a little bit harder look at this because of what uh, what went on with the Harbaugh situation. Do you think that's true? Um, I don't know that you should, but I get the point uh, because, you know, where there's smoke, right, with what, you know, has surrounded Harbaugh there, 
you know, is this one more thing you add to that issue? I get it. All right, thanks a lot, Steve. Mike, thank you. Uh, William says he thinks it's a lot of nothing. Never be convinced it's cheating to go to a game that anybody can go to and try to gain an advantage. Where I come from, that's called scouting. Every sport I ever played, I tried to steal signs, and a decent competitor should. Bottom line, the NCAA really wants to stop this, allow quarterbacks to have a headset, and join the 21st century. Yeah, I've never understood why colleges don't do that. I, I've just never understood that. I mean, it seems a pretty simple thing to do, and I've advocated for that. Once the NFL did it, a lot of times, you know, college will mimic the NFL, and they didn't do it in this case. Now, I don't know if it's money. I don't know what the issue is, but it seems to me that would be the way to do it. Drew says, if Florida beats Georgia, I mean beat them, not going to help by Georgia turn the ball over four times or committing 150 yards and penalties, then they can beat anyone else they have left on their schedule. So with that said, if Florida beats Georgia, if they somehow went out, do you think they have a shot at making the playoffs? No. No. Uh, I know no two loss teams never made the playoffs yet, but LSU won a BCS in 07 with two losses. It would be hard to argue against Florida's resume. Well, yeah, I mean, look, if Florida runs the table, they would beat some really good teams in Georgia, in LSU, in Missouri, and in Florida State. But I think a lot would have to happen in order for that to happen. He says, for the record, I'm not delusional. I know this isn't likely to happen, but I likely won't get to ask this question after Saturday. Well, one thing you can say after Saturday, Drew, is if Florida wins it, they control their own destiny in the SEC East. Three teams do. Georgia, Florida, Mizzou. Those are the three teams that control their own destiny because Missouri's got to play Georgia and Florida yet on the schedule. So we will see. Um, and here, again, this is another email with the amazing gauntlet ahead for the Gators. They already went out. Someone got to the SEC championship game and win. What were the chances of them getting into the playoff? It's amazing what one week or one game does. Um, when, when Florida lost earlier in the year, they weren't going to win four games. Now they're talking about making the playoff. I mean, that's just how this works. And it stuns me, but it shouldn't. Because that's what happens week to week, right? I mentioned this today. Two weeks ago, Caleb Williams is the runaway Heisman winner. And yesterday, what does Caleb Williams need to do to make him a better NFL quarterback? Like he sucks now, right? That, that happens in two weeks. That's, the, that's what happens. The last thing you see is what we all react to, and that's okay. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. We will gladly hear from you, and we talk Florida, Georgia, or anything else, baseball, whatever it is. NBA starts tonight, so lots of good stuff. Uh, Porter, hello. Hey, Steve. Um yeah, I can't uh, figure out why I really didn't like Bochy uh, with, with the Giants, and I, I really hated Seager with the, uh, the Dodgers. And man, I like him as, as Rangers. <laughs> but um, uh, 
I definitely think uh, Boats is, you know, in the Hall of Fame. Matter of fact, I think uh, Smoltz and them were talking about that last night is that uh, it, it delayed his, his uh, induction yeah. by coming back. Yeah, I think but, the manager um, who's got the most is maybe either Stengel or maybe, well, Joe, you know, a Yankee, night, McCarthy, somebody like that. I, well, I think they said he'll if, he, if he's he, he's vying to become the sixth manager to win four. Four, correct. And the names, if, if I, the names I remember, uh, Stingle, uh, Connie Mack. Tory's uh, in Jim there. Tory was on there. Yep. Uh, maybe, but the, who'd you say, McCarthy or Bozen? Uh, McCarthy. I think Walter Austin's on that list. I believe. Yeah, there was well, there's one I didn't know, and I think it's one of the ones you, you or didn't recognize. And I think it's one of the ones you mentioned, but. Um, yeah, uh, good good stuff. I wish Joe Torrey had won a few more for the right team. But uh, um, I have one question for. Oh yeah, who? Uh, so the the real question is which outfielder is uh, Langford going to unseat for the defending for the defending champs? That'll be something. Well, he could be a DH too, but I get it. Uh, you wouldn't think he would be. I would not do that. If I was going to promote Wyatt Langford to the roster, I would not make him. A DA, you know, once in a while, maybe, yeah, but at that age, he's got to play the outfield, and I. Uh, so, I mean, you're right. You get I, mean, a chance. I, I don't. I don't want to put you on the spot. When you get a chance, look it up and see. Has he had any, what his uh, average differences splits were between against righties and lefties? I know, you know, his overall numbers. I, I you know, I never looked at that. I'd be kind of curious if he had a, a difference in that going through his uh, one year in the pros. I appreciate it, Steve. All right. Gators, yep, thank you, Porter. Yeah, I mean, because he played so many different places on his way up the ladder, that might be kind of hard to, to look at. Um, but, um, look, by the way, congratulations to Colin Castleton and, believe it or not, Alex Fudge made the opening day rosters for the L.A. Lakers. Think about that. Castleton, you kind of understand, but Alex Fudge, Right? He was an, I don't want to say an afterthought, but I mean, he was okay. He's on an NBA team. Crazy. Crazy how that works. But congratulations to both of them uh, as they made the rock. I'm trying to get Colin, Colin on here uh, if we can. He's been kind enough to do so over the summer, but now that he's made the team, hopefully we can get him back. Hour two of Sports Scenes coming up. Hopefully you'll be with us. I want to hear from you. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if... You, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you will you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, 
you won't you won't look for another practice uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here they, they become patients forever this is dr. Kim Mowry and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome we're here for you please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com that's exceptionaldentistry.com at the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. This is the event you've been waiting for. International Diamond Center's biggest and final storewide sale of the year is next weekend, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Storewide savings. Take 20% off or get 36 months zero interest financing. And it's like double the selection with top designers flying in with their entire collections. All of it on sale. Baraggio, Simon G., A. Jaffe, and many more. Plus, over a 1,000 new diamonds have been purchased just for this event. Maybe it's time for an upgrade. Next weekend, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th at IDC Celebration Point on approved credit. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state-licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday as Daniel and Zach are teaming up to produce the broadcast today. We thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us and talk sports here uh, on Sports Scene. 392-8255. You can also email the show, uh, srussell at wruf.com. Um, this is interesting about the sign-stealing thing. According to ESPN's column today, a Big Ten coach said, uh, they held back what they did in their spring game because of who might be in the stands. Uh, and a coach said he didn't feel good about playing any game near Michigan's campus because of who would be filming his sideline, and they started changing signals. Another coach says game day is just part of it. That's why everybody tries to hide it. So I don't know. This is going to be – I think Michigan's going to get penalized, but I don't think it's going to be the whack that some people think it will be. All right. Trevor Sickham is going to join us from Pro Football Focus to talk a little NFL at 115. In the meantime, the rest of the time, it'll be us. Rob, you're up first on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Hello. <laughs> Steve, um, if I told you uh, Florida put up 38 on Georgia, they win or lose. Put up 38. Yep. Uh, Toss-up. Because, I mean, <laughs> Florida, I, because Florida, defensively, Florida defensively could give up 40. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, it could be 40 to 38, right? But it also yep. could be 38-35. So, yep. toss-up. But I think yeah, Gator and, fans um, would be ecstatic if that <laughs> came true. Yeah, I mean, that puts us, we're in the hunt. That's how, how I see it. We're in the hunt. We need to stay in the hunt. Um, now, line of scrimmage. It's a line of scrimmage lead. 
how do we offset it? I know we've been doing slants. They've been working very well. You know, I haven't seen the screen play too much, but you know they're going to be overly aggressive, so you got to kind of offset it with some some quick hits, you know? I mean, that's to me, that's going to be the measure of the game, whether he can get the ball off, we can create some holes, and, um, you know, mosey on down the field. And then, you know, if we can get something, you know, 20 yards deep or whatever, if we can create that, that's fine. But I think quick, 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 quick hits. Um, they're quick. They're quick. They're a good defense. What do you think? Oh, of course they're good. And are they as good as they've been in the past? I, I don't know because they've lost an awful lot of NFL talent last couple of years, but they're still good. And I, I think this is, I don't want to say a line of scrimmage game, but I think this game is huge for the Florida offensive line and for Florida's defensive line because can they, I think Florida's going to have to run the ball effectively here. You can't put Mertz in third and eight and second and ten. That That's not good when you go up against their defense. And Florida's had some issues on the offensive line. And then, you know, defensively, Florida's been gashed a little bit. So I think up front here is going to be a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got faith in my def- our defense. I think our defense, is, um, they've stepped up and they came ready to play. And, you know, I, I'm very thankful. I, I've seen that, um, you know, them boys have improved their numbers in the offense, and it's improving and it's getting better. And tomorrow, I mean Saturday, is a big, big day, a big game. It's where you can let let it out in front of the whole country and try to shock the world. If not, play well and, and be there at, at the end. Steve, just just remember this: it's all about that end zone. Thank you. All right, thank you, Rob. Three nine two eight two five five. Ronnie says, "We have rules, or we don't." If you're not supposed to scout in person, don't do it. No way you can tell me this guy making 55 k a year is going to purchase all these tickets from StubHub and make travel arrangements on his own. Todd says, sign stealing probably goes on with many teams, but in the end, the teams still have to line up and beat the man in front of them. A good quarterback should be able to identify the mismatch by the play design before the snap and make the read. Questions. What do you think Floyd takes advantage of offensively to help dictate style and pace of the game? keeping Georgia's offense off the field. Two things. One, I think running the ball and and running the ball effectively, right? You don't have to gash them necessarily, but keep the downs and distance manageable, right, where you can convert. And then I think the other way is hit some big plays. You know, hit something with Trey. Hit, you know, the, I think you've got to take some shots here in this game. And he says, defensively, what might we expect to see help Florida get pressure on Beck? Been limited getting pressure on teams all year with only four rushers. Well, I think you're going to see some blitzing. But the question becomes, does it get home? It's great to say, oh, we blitz a lot. Well, if you don't get home in that blitz or at least affect the quarterback in some way, that leaves you vulnerable with one-on-one coverage. Now, are Georgia's receivers – minus the Brock Bowers threat, good enough to do that. Well, look at Carson Beck's numbers. Now, that's, again, almost all with Brock Bowers. Pretty darn good. They've thrown the ball very effectively. Mark is next. Hi, Mark. Hey, Steve. I don't know if I'm going to say this right, and I'll say it real quickly. And uh, The run defense 
to me, has had troubles with a trap play. And what I mean by that back in my day is you're pulling off offensive linemen from the opposite side, you know, moving it uh, you know, to the other side where the ball's going. I don't know. I'm assuming that's been addressed. That would be a coaching thing. But I see that as something big that needs to happen. And I'll listen off the air. Okay, thank you. Well, again, part of it is what you do as your scheme offensively. And we have certainly seen in the past where a, a, a team has run a play over and over again and it wasn't defended very well. And I would also say to you that, again, I'll do this before uh, last week's games, right, that you look at what Florida and Georgia have done, and both teams didn't play, so their numbers are the same, but Georgia's only given up 262 yards a game, a game, and they've given up uh, 640 yards on the ground in seven games. That's about 90 yards a game, something like that. That's pretty good, right? And they've given up just 13 touchdowns in seven games, less than two a game. Pretty good. Florida, meantime, has given up 18 touchdowns, which isn't terrible, and they are certainly better. You know, If you remember, early in the year, the Gators were atop the SEC in defense. They're now number five, at least before – this path, that's going to change now because of the games last week. But you get where I'm going. So, yeah, I mean, running the ball, Georgia's total offense is over 500 yards a game. That's pretty good, right? And they pass it. Check this out. 2,359 yards passing, 1,207 yards rushing. But they average over seven yards a play. Florida averages, and again, for all those who are critical of Florida and what they do offensively, Florida averages six yards a play on offense. Six. And that's in the top half of the league. It's better than Alabama, at least before last week's game. It's better than Kentucky, a team that ran all over Florida. So sometimes, you know, numbers can lie. Uh... Jimmy uh, basically asked the question about uh, this. Been asked earlier, you know, can can Florida? I don't know why people today. Maybe it's because it's a nice day, or maybe because it's healthy to dream, and it's okay to do that. But that's the third person that's asked if Florida runs the table. Could they make the playoff? It's it's amazing. Beginning of the year, oh, Florida's not going to win four or five games. Now they're going to make the playoff. I still think even if they ran the table, they would need help. Although the resume would certainly be good. 112 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. Trevor Sykema, Gator grad, is going to come on from Pro Football Focus, talk a little National Football League. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. Good afternoon, I'm Austin Sterling. 
The stage is set for Game 7 of the National League Championship Series tonight as the Philadelphia Phillies take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Phillies will have home field advantage in what is sure to be an electric environment for this win-or-go-home matchup. Coverage starts right here at 7.30. The NBA regular season kicks off tonight with the Los Angeles Lakers facing the reigning champion Denver Nuggets, followed by the Phoenix Suns matching up against the Golden State Warriors. In college volleyball, the Gators will hit the road to take on Ole Miss Wednesday. Florida is coming off a victory against Texas A&M and is looking to build on its momentum late in the season. Shifting to college soccer, the Gators will play their last game of the regular season at home Thursday against South Carolina. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Austin Sterling. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I've got some money-saving news for Florida health care workers and their families. My health care federal credit union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Different name, but same great people, same great service, and same location. Does your current checking account pay you? FICARE will pay 5% with no monthly fees, and that helps you save money. Folks, I've been with FICARE for over 30 years, and they've done great by me. They'll do the same for you. So switch today to FICARE Federal Credit Union. You can find them online at FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Do you hear that? That's the sound of holiday joy at the Home Depot, where you can find everything you need to get ready for the holiday season, like all new festive outdoor decor. Spread more joy this season with bigger, bolder, and brighter inflatables from the Home Depot, like our exclusive new 8-foot animated Santa and reindeer inflatable for just $149, available in-store and online. Get holiday ready right now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, if you're thinking about getting the latest iPhone, check this out. With Boost Infinite, you get the latest iPhone every year and unlimited wireless for just $60 a month. Yeah, you get the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium. Then again, next year, you get the latest iPhone. Every year. Boost Infinite. Infinitely better. To learn more, pick up your phone, dial pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. That's pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. Terms apply. After 30 gigabytes, service may be slowed. Receive a comparable iPhone model each year with an acceptable trade-in every year. Requires credit qualification and 36-month phone financing agreement. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from this station's network. Florida is kayaking country. Kayaks are a great vessel for exploring the state's beautiful waterways. But it's important to be prepared for the journey, regardless of your experience level. Get your boater education and learn about you and your craft's abilities. It'll help you have a safer, more enjoyable time on the water. Before you go, know your limits and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com.
Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 6, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 981 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Well, apparently having some trouble getting a hold of Trev, so hopefully before we are done today, we will get him back. Uh, some quick little numbers about Florida Georgia. By the way, still want to hear from you. Kind of a, an odd week, right? There's a lot of gearing up for this game, but uh, I think there's a lot of uh, wait and see when it comes to this. Um, it's going to be interesting. Not only is CBS going to be doing this game, and, of course, the Gator Network, Westwood One is also broadcasting the game. Ryan Leaf is the analyst for the game. Yeah. So, you know what happened with him in his NFL career, but got his life back on track, and good to see him doing that. Gators are 22-11 against the Bulldogs, dating back to SOS. Stephen Orr in 1990. The last win, Florida scored 44 on Georgia, if you remember, just three years ago. So, you know, again, this hasn't been where Georgia's dominated this thing. Um, and this is Florida's 19th game against the AP number one team, including the fourth game in the last three years that Florida's played a team ranked number one in the AP poll. Florida has, I would have thought this would have happened, Florida's never beaten the AP number one team while unranked. And that's where Florida, of course, is now. And Georgia has only had 500 yards of offense against Florida twice in the history of the rivalry. That's it. 1976, I was there for that. And 2022. I For those of you who are old enough, in 1976, Doug Dickey, coaching here. I was in college. Coming to Florida from the Northeast. When I saw Florida Field, I'd never seen a place like it. 
at a college level. I've been to Mikey Stadium. I went to Army, but that was it. And I went over to Jacksonville, and it was wonderful. I will tell a quick story about that since nobody's going to call. I'll serenade you with a story. In that game, I was not planning to go. I was working at the radio station that day because back in the day, the AM station was a rock station. Played top 40 music. I was a swinging DJ then. And I was working, and the phone rang, and it was a gentleman named M.B. Chafin, who was the men's tennis coach at Florida. He said, I have tickets. I can't go. My wife is sick. Does anybody want them? And I said, well, I'll take them. And he said, okay, this is you can come pick them up here. And I mean, I, to Jacksonville, right? Got there, good seats, because again, tennis coach, right? And Florida is ahead at the half, 27 to 10. And Gator fans are giddy because Florida had to that point never, ever, ever won a Southeastern Conference championship. Go look at the final score. Doug Dickey, a notoriously conservative coach, in the second half went for it on fourth down like from his own 26. They didn't get it. And after that, the roof caved in. Had a chance to win the SEC again the next week. Played Kentucky. Didn't do that either. So, yeah, that's, that's one game... I will remember, and I will also remember the game with Coach Spurrier in Athens. So much fun. All right, got a couple of emails here. Uh, Don, uh, Steve, love the show. Don't get a chance to call or email much because I'm working, but I'm off today. So my question has to do with Gator basketball. How about that? He said, uh, I see their pick to finish eighth in the SEC. Is that too high, too low, or about what you thought? Um, about what I thought, and this is what's hard now. What's really difficult to me to gauge a team is what the transfers do, right? I'm, okay, let's say Daniel, my producer, comes to school X. He comes from, I don't know, um, James Madison. Well, how in the hell do I know how he's going to be coming from James Madison? He might come here and do great, but he might come and, you know, I play for James Madison. I scored 15 points a game there, but in the SEC, I'm going to score five. That, that, that's what's really hard. So, it's, it, but I think given what the roster is and what some of the other higher level pickups have been, around the league, I get it. I think Florida is a NCAA tournament bubble team. And that's not a bad thing. Mike says, I'm 100% behind the way Napier is building the program. By all accounts, a high-character person, selling the advantages of a degree from Florida and the program not buying players' loyalty to the extent of Texas A&M and Miami. Well, I'm glad you said to the extent of because Florida's paying players. 
The last thing I was worried about was would he be willing to change the offense if it wasn't working. He answered that against South Carolina. Defense has improved. I can finally see progress in the program. Go Gators and go Napier. Now, that, that of course, could change after what happens on Saturday. But we will find out, not just from you, from anybody. We'll see. Um, okay, I guess. Okay, go ahead and call him now. All right, I just got a text from him. So we'll get Trevor on here. As a matter of fact, uh, I'll go ahead and take my break now and then get him back. Uh, 124, time check brought. No, let's go ahead and call him. Go ahead and call him now. I'll wait. I'll just wait. And I didn't notice this in time. So we'll get him. He's a Gator guy, right? And uh, James also says, you mentioned CBS coverage of Florida, Georgia with the new TV network affiliations. Will this be the last game on CBS? Yes. Uh, if so, I won't miss CBS. Not a big fan of Nestler and Danielson, but I miss Vern. Uh, do you have any sports announcers that make you cringe? Cringe. Let me think about that. I'll answer after we talk to Trevor here. Um, top of my head, I can't think of anybody that makes me cringe, but I'll think about that. All right. Pro Football Focus is Trevor Sikama. will join us to talk a little National Football League. Trevor, good to have you. Um, you know, just when you kind of thought maybe you could see the landscape of the NFL – Boy, Baltimore loads down on Detroit. Um, you know, Baltimore, I mean, you know, they win. Um, topsy-turvy, is there a real top team in the league now? Yeah, it is funny. I actually was thinking about that even last week, how this league is so entertaining because just when you think you got it figured out, they remind you that you don't. And, and the margin for error and the phrase any given Sunday – it rings true every single year. You know, I think that the Chiefs are at the very top, obviously, when you have a combination like they have on offense, especially with head coach and uh, and quarterback. I think they are still the cream of the crop for as much as I think that maybe it doesn't look as easy as it did for Philadelphia last year. They are still um, one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. But outside of them, at, at the very top of each one of those conferences, yeah, it just it changes every single week. There's no doubt about it. Uh, San Francisco's taken some injuries, and they've lost a couple in a row. You know, I, I thought Detroit was, you know, n- not elite, but they got blasted by Baltimore. If those two teams are your sort of top two, Trevor, what's the ne- is Jacksonville and Miami in that next tier? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like Miami is another team. You mentioned San Francisco's kind of going through some injuries. I think Miami's the same way. They're a little beat up right now. And, as you know, as long as the Dolphins are healthy when the playoff rolls around, we've seen that they can hang 40 points on basically anybody. And demanding anybody in this league to keep pace with you when you've got the ability to score 40 points, is uh, it's a tall task for anybody. So it really puts things in perspective and in your favor moving forward. I think that, yeah, Miami is one of them when they're fully healthy. I think Jacksonville obviously playing really good football. I think they're still a little bit of a roller coaster of a team right now just with some ups and downs, but they're certainly solid enough and should be the favorites to win that division. I think the Bengals, a lot of people were kind of sleeping on them earlier in the year because of how hurt Burrow was, and now that he is fully healthy, they're a lot better right now than what that 3-3 and record says. So I still think that 
they're a force to be reckoned with, and I think that they are going in the right direction, especially after the bye week. But, yeah, you mentioned Baltimore, too. I think that Baltimore, they could honestly be undefeated, Steve. They really could. I think the couple of losses that they have are more mental mistakes and errors on their part than it was teams getting the better of them. This is a top-five defensive team in the NFL that I think – People aren't ready to, to see that, or at least they weren't ready to see that, because they were so beat up last year. And now that they're fully healthy, Lamar Jackson's playing at an unbelievable level. So, you know, them, I didn't think they'd beat Detroit that by that bad, but uh, the fact that they are playing well, that's no surprise to me. Um, Pittsburgh comes to mind in this category, Trev, because at 4-2 and two with their offensive issues, I think they've overachieved. Give me uh, a couple of overachieving teams to this point, a couple of underachieving teams to this point. Yeah, I think that I, I think the Bengals are probably the one that really stands out to me as the team that has underachieved, but there's reasons to believe why that's the case. I think that when you think of the teams that are overachieved, I think the the Raiders at three and four, shoot, even when they were three and three coming off their primetime win, like that is a record that I think that this team's going to end up with a top five draft pick at the end of the year. So them sitting even right around 500, um, I think that that is that's overachieving for them. Uh, Pittsburgh, I agree with you completely. That's an overachieving team, but it feels almost sacrilegious to say that because Mike Tomlin just continues to get it done year in and year out, no matter uh, how bad the roster looks. I would say the Chargers are another team that I think is underwhelming you know they're sitting here at two and four and this team should be better i think that you saw that this past weekend with the way that they played yeah the the city chiefs it's like they're going toe to toe with one of the best teams if not the best team in the nfl and yet they're sitting here with a below 500 record because they can't figure it out in these one score battles against teams that they should absolutely beat. uh last one i'll give a shout out to houston texans at what they are doing being yes. three and three I think that that is absolutely a team that is overachieving in the best way. It's a first-year head coach that clearly has that team going in the right direction, an offensive line that has that's been beat up that's still playing well, a rookie quarterback who's playing extremely well, and a defense that I think a lot of things are coming together for them. So those are a handful of over- and underachieving teams when I think of this league right now. Trevor Sikama joining us here on, pro, on uh, Sports Scene from Pro Football Focus, talking a little National Football League. Uh, let me ask about the Bucks. I mean, if you look at Mayfield last week, I think he threw for 275, but the Bucks scored 13 points. I don't know if their offensive weapons are great, Trevor, but is there any shot for Trask here? In, or is Mayfield the guy they're going to stick with, do you think? I don't think we're in Trask category yet. I, I don't think that it's impossible by the time the end of the year comes around, but you know, even though Baker Mayfield hasn't been as consistent as maybe he could be, he's not really the problem with the offense. Unfortunately, the offense really wants to be a balanced football team. They want to have a decent amount of rushing within their overall offensive attack, and they can't right now. You know, I went back and I looked at some young numbers yesterday. If you just look at the running back group for the Buccaneers, their backs are averaging just 2.8 yards per carry this season. That is the lowest a running back room has averaged since 2006 when PFF started organizing and charting that data. No one, no one, no one else has been below three. So it's not that the Bucks are just bad at running the football. 
they're that bad at running the football. And the problem is, is that it's hard to mitigate that, right? When you look at Baker Mayfield, you, you see a quarterback that can get it done for you, but you know he's going to be a little bit up and down. So you don't want this guy throwing the ball over 40 times a game. But when you have a run game that is so inefficient, it forces you to throw the ball probably more than you want to, even with great offensive weapons like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. So, unfortunately, the way the Bucks are playing right now, it's not really a Mayfield problem. It's just an overall offensive identity problem because they want to stay balanced, but every time they hand the football off, it's almost like it's just wasting it down for them. So they've got to get that figured out before they think about, hey, maybe a quarterback change is, is why we're not playing so well. Last question for you. Uh, I'm going to end with a couple of teams on the, on the down end here. Um, Washington, one of their players just was completely frustrated after the game. They, they play well on defense. They only score seven points. You know, is Howell the long-term answer there? Is Rivera the long-term answer there? That's number one I want to talk about is the, the, the future of Washington and then Buffalo. I mean, yeah, you know, New England had only one win. They beat him at home, but I think their window is closing rapidly. Tell me about your thoughts on Washington and Buffalo. Yeah, Washington's a tough team because, and I was saying this to somebody the other day, you just don't know what you're going to get, yeah. right? I mean, one, one week you're taking the Eagles, one of those best teams in the NFL, you're taking them to overtime. And next, the next week, you're getting blown out by the Chicago Bears by four, like 20 points. So the frustrating part about the entire Ron Rivera tenure, it feels like, in Washington, is that the variance is it's too much. Sure, you can compete against the best teams any given week. We've seen that. But you can also lose to anybody. And unfortunately, in this league, when you don't have a higher floor as a head coach, you're not going to win enough games to really be taken seriously to make the playoffs or especially to make a deep playoff run. So I think Washington's kind of in trouble here, and I don't think they're going to finish with a good enough record to keep Rivera after this season. So I actually do think that this is probably his last year in Washington. When it comes to the Bills, this is a team that I think to say their window is closing is both true um, and but but it's also I think it's a little harsher than it needs to be. They're definitely on the tail end of of this open winning window, and I think that that probably started about two years ago for them. So when you think about it realistically, teams only have about a three or four year Super Bowl window when they really hit it right. Draft picks, free agent additions, uh, salary cap management, you know, getting the right coach in there, all that stuff. And so you, we are on the tail end of that winning window for Buffalo. I still think this is a good football team. I, I, I do. They're just going through a lot of really tough injuries. You know, the Matt Milano injury is brutal to them in the middle of that defense. Them losing Tredavious White on the outside, like that is also, that's such a tough injury. If this Buffalo Bills team was fully healthy the way they thought they could be going into the season, I think it's a different story, even with some of the Josh Allen blunders that we've seen early on in the season. So I don't think Baltimore's going away quietly. I don't think this team's going to wave the white flag. Are they Super Bowl favorite contenders anymore? Probably not with these injuries that they have suffered. But they're still going to be a good team, and I still think this is a playoff team at the end of the day. And as we've seen in the past, if you get in, anything can happen, especially for a team that has as much postseason experience as Buffalo does. Great stuff. Uh, where can people see your work? 
at ProFootballFocus.com. Uh, it's where we're doing I'm, – I'm heading up a lot of their NFL draft stuff, so no matter what team you are a fan of out there, if you kind of want to dip your toe in the water of, of the 2024 NFL draft world, we've got all the rankings, analysis, all that good stuff over for you at PFF.com. I always appreciate you, dude. Thanks for your time. Of course, Steve, anytime. Trevor Sikama, Pro Football Focus, covering the National Football League and Gator grad, may I add. 136, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. In my job, I never held back. I played hurt and I pushed through the pain. Sound familiar? Football legend Emmett Smith had a reputation for just grinding through the injuries and pain over and over. That may be you. And QC Kinetic sees patients every day who are exhausted from dealing with the persistent pain. A lot of you work physically demanding jobs. You stand, you climb, you bend down, you reach up. And if you have joint pain, it takes all you got to earn a living. But it's time you know about QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the leaders in regenerative treatments, help relieve that debilitating joint pain without surgeries or downtime. These are natural solutions that use your body's own healing properties to give you lasting relief from the soreness and achiness. You got a job to do. I get it. But now you don't have to suffer through the pain. Check out my friends over at QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Dave Ray's Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Looking for your next career opportunity? The Florida Department of Corrections is hiring throughout Florida, offering a competitive starting salary of almost $50,000, plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions with a range of comprehensive benefits. As a correctional officer, you can start a stable career with competitive compensation in a controlled, team-oriented environment. No experience is required, so kickstart your career today and make a positive impact on your community. Text apply to DCJOB or visit FLDOCjobs.com to apply today. Top tier tree specialists specializes in tree removal, tree trimming, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris hauling, and emergency tree service. We are experts in storm recovery and have the team and the proper equipment to provide you with professional results. Trust your tree service needs to the experts at top tier tree specialists. And don't wait for disaster to strike. Visit us online at toptiertreespecialists.com. Licensed and insured for your protection. 
Hey, it's Steve Russell from my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They don't have any new vehicles. They haven't in over 40 years they've been in business. They specialize in giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. They always keep up the best and the highest inventory of high quality used vehicles. Check them out online, secars.com. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, Southeast Car Agency. Your home is full of potential, and small changes can make a huge difference. So make your list, pick your designs, and when you're ready to make that potential come to life, rely on Radiant Credit Union to help you get there. A home equity line of credit from Radiant can give you the funds for a home refresh, upgrade to your appliances, or whatever you want to do. Plus, Radiant's special intro rate makes it even more affordable. Visit RadiantCU.org slash potential to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Dry weather continues into the afternoon with very warm but very average high temperatures in the 80s. It will stay breezy through this evening with not much else going on. Tonight will be another cool one in the 60s. Your Wednesday morning will be partly cloudy and cool, then warm and breezy in the afternoon with highs in the 80s. From UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! Imagine taking your kids, you walk out, you're going to go get something to eat, or you're leaving, and a fight breaks out where you got 15 or 20 guys just throwing haymakers. This should be really on the owners. Spend the money, protect your home. That Bears fight you saw was Bears fans against each other, <laughs> which is actually nice to see some fight. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Pass, set, kill. We are your hall for Gator women's volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Our last 20 minutes or so today, 392-8255. You can email us, Russell, at WRUF.com. I'm going to let Daniel marinate on this for a minute. Um, somebody asked uh, if there was an announcer that made you cringe. And I guess I can't really think of one that's just, you know, god-awful. I mean, I have favorites, I have, you know, some people that I like as broadcasters more than others, but I don't know that it's anybody that makes me cringe. I'll give you an example. Dick Vitale. He's a, an acquired taste, right? If you get past, you know, the, you know, PTP or and all that kind of stuff, I mean, okay. But he's becoming an, he's an institution. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I just don't know if there's somebody that I just would either listen to or watch or just go, oh, no. I, I mean, maybe if you have one. Now, you, you could also tell me announcers you don't like for one reason or another. And here, I, I get the sense that Gator, some Gator fans think there's a bias 
with CBS when they broadcast Gator games. If you think that, please tell me why. I, I don't know that there would be that. And in this day and age, with X and social media and all of that, it's, it's, it's instant. I don't like this. He said this. She said this. And I don't know. Once again, I think you've got really, really big-time announcers. And, for example, some people, has anybody complained about a Joe Buck? I don't think so, right? Um, I think most of the, the announcers are really good. I can't think of one that's bad. Um, okay, we got a couple of emails here to take care of before we say goodbye for the day. Uh, Joseph says, Steve, are you a big Knicks fan being from New York? Yes. Uh, do they make the playoffs this year? Yes. If, if they stay healthy, all of that. Uh, I don't think they are a legitimate championship contender. You know, a successful year for the Knicks in their rebuild would be, A, make the playoffs, and B, you know, win a, win a round or two. It's going to be hard to beat Boston. It's going to be hard to beat Milwaukee. It'll be hard. I think the question really is Billy Donovan, right? He had a lot of injuries to his players last year, so I think it's a big year for the Bulls and what he's been doing there. Um, I wish him really, really well. And then um, David uh, had a baseball question. Uh, he says, Steve, you mentioned about Bruce Bochy. Who do you think is the greatest manager of all time? Oh, God. Well, once again, how do you manage that, so to speak? No pun intended, right? Casey Stengel is, because of his personality and his character, and I know some people would say, like Phil Jackson, okay? If you're coaching Michael Jordan, well, you know, Daniel Michael won a championship with Michael Jordan, it's not that easy. You've got to manage ego, and you had Dennis Rodman and all that, right? Well, yes, the Yankees were great, but think about this. From 1949, when Stengel started to manage, until 1960, when he was let go, essentially, the Yankees missed being in the World Series, I believe, four times. Let's see, 1954, no, maybe less than that. 1954, 1959. I think that's it. Now, they didn't win it all those years, right? But they were in the World Series every year but two. And I think he won seven titles. So if that isn't the best or the greatest, I'm not sure what is. 147 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Austin Sterling. Game 7 of the National League Championship Series takes place tonight as the Philadelphia Phillies take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Phillies pitcher Ranger Suarez has been phenomenal this postseason and is set to take the bump against a scorching hot Arizona offense. 
Coverage starts right here at 7.30. The NBA regular season officially opens tonight with the Los Angeles Lakers facing the reigning champion Denver Nuggets. Following that game, the new-look Phoenix Suns will hit the road to take on the Golden State Warriors. Shifting to college soccer, the Gators will play their last game of the regular season home Thursday against South Carolina. In high school volleyball playoffs, Titusville takes on Santa Fe and PK Young will face Trinity Catholic Academy tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Austin Sterling. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad, bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing. And, and now it's, it's, you go in and there are nice people there. They talk to you. They don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. Well, and you look forward to coming here. It's not yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. It's okay, we're going in to see everybody exceptional dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things. So it's not just coming to the dentist. It's we being... come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Can you imagine rising for work before the crack of dawn? Tending to hundreds of acres of land before dusk? Well, that's what happens on 47,000 Florida farms every day. Florida's farmers work hard to grow nutritious food for you and your family. And you can help support them by enjoying delicious Fresh from Florida produce. Look for the sunny Fresh from Florida logo where you shop or visit freshfromflorida.com to learn more. When we were in our 20s, our financial goals were longer term and our risk tolerance reflected that. Now, close to retirement, with kids and grandkids to think about, our goals and risk tolerance are different. Florida's Office of Financial Regulation has resources and information online to help us make informed financial decisions. Visit flofr.gov to learn more. This message is sponsored by the Florida Office of Financial Regulation, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for Florida healthcare workers and their families. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. A different name, but same faces, same location, and same great service. Does your current checking account pay you? FICARE will pay up to 5% with no monthly fees. I've been with this credit union for over 30 years, and I can't say enough good things about them. Switch today, FICARE Federal Credit Union, online at FICAREFCU.org. Whether the game is home or away, Gator fans have been going places. Take your Gator pride everywhere with UF's newly designed license plate. Your plate purchase supports UF and first-generation student scholarships. And don't forget, Florida residents can collect a $25 Gator plate rebate. Visit ufplates.com to learn more. Upgrade to a UF specialty plate today. And remember, wherever you go, go Gators! Hey, it's Steve Russell. You need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Gator Talk. 
with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, our final segment, uh, by the way, as we continue our closer look at Florida, Georgia, Buck Ballou was here. Uh, you just heard DJ Shockley, Mark Weiser, who covers the team for the Athens newspaper, is going to be here on Thursday. Hopefully, Urban Meyer here uh, tomorrow. So, uh, got a lot of good stuff planned to get you ready for this game. Uh, we are in the home stretch today. Andrew says, why does this game sadly seem like a better version of Kentucky? I'm worried we won't be able to run the ball, and they're going to run all over us. Fourth quarter, Mertz against South Carolina is our only chance. I'm afraid Napier thinks we can beat them vanilla. Uh, what makes you say that? I would think the opposite. If, I mean, maybe, look, the game of football is partially about player development. The player that we see on the field in week one isn't necessarily the player we see on the field in week nine. It's development, getting better, right? Every game's different. Every opponent is different. And I get it. You know, when when Florida played with Spurrier, you knew going to be a lot of zinging of the football early and then hopefully a big lead and running the football late. And that was the formula. Well, that worked. But it doesn't always work all the time. James says uh, he has plenty of dislike for Joe Buck as an announcer. Okay. Rick says, any thoughts on Diamondbacks Rangers ratings-wise? One of two things will happen, Rick. And I don't know. Maybe Danny can look this up for me real quick. I don't know what the ratings have been like for the ALCS or the NLCS, but you're either going to get people who want to tune in because it's the World Series, regardless of who's in it, or if I don't recognize the teams in it, I'm not going to watch it at all. Now, if Philly gets in it, you know, being there last year, Bryce Harper, you know, that sort of thing, that might help. But, you know, I would challenge the average baseball fan, give me two guys in the Texas Rangers. It, it's not easy, right, as opposed to the Dodgers or the Yankees or somebody like that. But I'm one of those I'm going to watch because it's the World Series. Bottom line. Uh, Daniel says, uh, what Georgia shows are you going to go on? Uh, so far, None. It, it, it varies year to year. Um, he said, can you let us know so we can hear you on their stations? Yeah, I, I get. I don't have great relationships with Georgia stations. I do with Tennessee. I do with South Carolina. I do with some others. Um, but traditionally, it's been sort of hit or miss with them. But if I do, uh, I will certainly let you know in doing that. Um Okay, a couple of last emails here, and then a quick reminder about tomorrow. 
Joe, got a good question here. He says, I heard inside the huddle today and mentioned Coach Spurrier talked to the team. I didn't get to hear what his message was. Confidence. Confidence. Among the many things I respect Coach Spurrier for and admire Coach Spurrier for is his candor. And he made a big deal if he didn't hear it about the difference between confident and cocky. His teams were never cocky, but they were supremely confident that if we play our best, we got a really good shot at beating the team we're playing today. And as simple a mantra as that sounds, man, that's difficult to put in place and have players believe it. But that's what he did. And his players reflected that. Steve was confident. His players were confident, not cocky. And if players were cocky, Steve would do something about that. Final email today, David, he says, um, if you were a betting man, does Florida beat the spread? Oh, boy. I would say yes, just because of no Brock Bowers. I want to see what Georgia does offensively without their best offensive weapon. Because if they can score 40 or whatever without Brock Bowers, that's real trouble for Florida. Real trouble. You would think Georgia would score less. That would help Florida, and that would help the point spread out. So whatever that's worth, there you go. All right, tomorrow on Sports Scene. By the way, first of all, thanks for today's guests. Gator baseball player Kate Curlin coming on. Don't forget Gator Baseball has their uh, uh, exhibition game with Georgia coming up uh, in Jacksonville as well. You can go see that. Trevor Sykema, pro football focus, talking a little National Football League. And former Georgia quarterback DJ Shockley, now a television sports anchor up in, up in Georgia and also part of the Georgia Football Network. He talked about the, as he said it, the Georgia-Florida game as opposed to the Florida-Georgia game. Tomorrow, Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus. Thursday, Sean Kelly. Also, Mark Weiser covers Georgia for the Athens newspaper. And we're working on Urban Meyer for tomorrow as well to give his thoughts about Florida-Georgia and talk some college football in general. So, uh, And I guess because it's going to be like this, but for some reason, not a lot of people talking about this game, going to get a lot of guests. And that's the way I guess it should be. Thanks to Daniel for producing today. And uh, thanks to Zach for producing earlier and producing Inside the Huddle. Hope you enjoyed that today as well. Tomorrow, we'll do this again at noon. We hope you take time out of your busy day to join us and talk sports on Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN. 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
who you are. You left Gainesville. U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.